Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with the kid from Kansas City himself, Mark Gunnels. And first of all, Mark, we have to give congratulations to Jonathan Ozarow. 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 He got seven wins, seven right, rather, and won the February prop quiz. And right now, you can go to extrapoints.com slash arcade, which I'm sure you've already done, and take the March edition of the prop culture quiz. That's all Oscars facts, Mark. In fact, here's, here's your first one. Which movie will win the Oscar for Beck's picture? Would you like the choices? Yes, please. I figured so. <laughs> Top Gun, Maverick, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Avatar, the Fablemans, Banshees of Insurin, or Elvis? Top Gun Maverick. Give me Top Gun. You know why he picked Top Gun there? <laughs> His son is named Maverick. That's the, that's the only through line. And potentially, I'd say of these movies, is that a, that a I'm good gonna choice? Guess, I'm going to guess under one and a half total scene by Mark Gunnels. Where you putting it at? Under one and a half. I'm taking under one and a half. Put the line at one and a half. Uh, actually, it's two. So you're Which wrong. Which two? Top Gun and Avatar. You know what? Th- that is another take by Dave Damashek that is aging like milk. Because I went into work the other day and said, I don't know anybody that's seen Avatar. And all four people in the room turned their heads to me and said, I saw it. You never asked. And then this one, too, already. He's seen it. So maybe, Dave, you need to ask more questions. And the question, you, one of the things you should be asking, and uh, as I like to get your response to this kid from Kansas City, yesterday Dave Damashek said that uh, Patrick Mahomes would be worth less than four or five wins on any NFL team. Your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> my, that's my first thought is laughter. You heard the, you heard the audio. We played yeah. it for you right before you walked in. And if you want to hear it, anybody listening, go back to Tuesday's Extra Points after the Jimmy Kimmel interview. Dave just... You know, completely. Uh, yeah. And then he also said the Chargers, if Mahomes on the Chargers, they may be worth a game or two more. Maybe. And then he also mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they won nine games this year with Kenny Pickett and Trubisky playing some. And they won nine games, still went over 500. You're telling me you put Mahomes on the Pittsburgh Steelers with Tomlin and, and all that talent around them offensively. And then you got a pretty good defense there, obviously, with T.J. Watt. They're not winning 14. I think they're winning 14, maybe 15 games. I think they're a Super Bowl contender. Like you said, the floor is the AFC championship game. <laughs> so listen, my if, he's, opinion if he's in was, Pittsburgh. My opinion was you put Patrick Mahomes on any team in the NFL, congratulations, you've now advanced to the second round of the playoffs. Now, if you put him on a team like Pittsburgh, congratulations, you are in the AFC Championship yeah. game. We'll see what happens from there. The ceiling there. is higher. The yeah. floor is higher, too. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, you put him anywhere across the league, congratulations, you've now made it into the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, I totally agree right? with you. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Now that we can agree on that, Dave had another question for you. What's that? <clears throat> Let me see if I can summon my Dave. Now, now, Mark, you've had your Super Bowls. Would you rather Patrick Mahomes... Or an NBA team in Kansas City. Oh, this is an easy one. Patrick Mahomes. Come on now. Like, like what? I figured this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to have an NBA team. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I'm winning Super Bowls every other year at this point. And I have the best quarterback in the world. And, you know, I said before, and I told you, you were like, what does that mean? He's the most talented quarterback to ever play the position. So I'm not still, still means nothing. I'm not getting rid of him, and he's 26, 27 years old. I'm gonna take it. I'm, I want to see. I want to keep seeing parades in Kansas City on Grand Street. I want to keep being in AFC Championship games. It's the Arrowhead Invitational for five straight years. I don't see why it's gonna stop next year. So yes, I love the NBA. You know, I love hoops. I do want to have an NBA team there, but why can't I have both? Why do I have to pick? Well, in the world of Shaq, why do I have to pick? <laughs> both is not an option. Mahomes, you Mahomes get the hard line. Choose one. Mahomes could be a, a part owner. He could. He has what a billion dollars coming in. He, he he can make it happen. Do you know that uh TikTok page I send you every so often? Your rich BFF. Yeah. It's this Asian girl, Vivian. She's your rich BFF and favorite Wall Street girly. She actually had this whole big run about how Mahomes is living under his means. 
It's like she's like, I don't know anything about him, but I know he only has a two million dollar house and a fifty million dollar contract. And uh yeah, so there you go. Hey. Another reason why hey. you give her a follow. I mean, he brought Whataburger to Kansas City. Why can't he bring an NBA team? I mean, Whataburger, the NBA, one and the same. <laughs> Have the Whataburger inside the arena. For you, the know what, you know what it really is? And we'll start talking about Dave after this. But what it really is, in my opinion. I like slandering Dave. Can't keep it going. Well, it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. But what the, the, the problem is, when you've had a quarterback for so long, like he had Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. you start to lose focus and kind of like on and what's the rest of the league has got going on. Yeah, you know, it starts to lose focus on what it's like to to have, you know, Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill as as your guys behind center. You got Derek Carr now, baby. And then being excited about something like that. That's how you get excited about something <laughs> like that. It's because you have Andy Dalton and Taysom Hill behind center. See, that's what happens. You, you know, he. They, he's lost his North Star, which was Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And now that Ben Roethlisberger is gone, he's bumping in all the rocks along the shore. You know, he's trying to discredit this guy, discredit that guy. Just, just let it go. Right, right. Just let right. it go, man. Just let it be. Yeah. And all will be fine. <laughs> That's all you need to do, Dave Damashek. But let's take a quick break and then actually talk about the NBA. Oh, wow. Spoiler alert, you're not going to win every bet you place. But with Caesars Sportsbook, win or lose, every bet gives you reward credits and tier credits, which you can exchange for the best perks in the game. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app and start earning with Caesars Rewards. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-CASINO, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537, or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y, or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, 467-369. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Mark. So yesterday, on last week's episode, you did uh, told, you told this story how you were in Phoenix at a strip club. And so I think the only the only logical follow-up question is to ask you, when you go to the strip club, how quickly do you take your shirt off and how many guns do you show in your Instagram live videos? Uh, the answer to both those questions would be, I don't do neither one of those things. Uh, first of all, I think it's kind of weird to take your shirt off in a strip club, because unless you're a stripper... It's kind of their job. Uh, yeah, it's kind of their part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. it would be like to me. It's like <laughs> to me. It's like buying a ticket to a game and then trying to throw the football or, or shoot a basket. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. no, nah, man, you bought the ticket to watch. Yeah, that's like, their job. I'm here to get entertained by you guys. And then um, I actually don't own any guns, so uh, I would definitely not have any guns inside the strip club. And none of my friends that I go to the strip club with would have guns on them. So uh, yeah, I, I would do neither. What? And if I did, I definitely wouldn't go on IG Live with one, it. One has <laughs> Show to the ask, world. Does Mark Gunnels actually protect himself in public? You moving with I'm just joking. But obviously, <laughs> John Morant, um, this is like, you know what they say, like the cherry on the top? 
this was the definition of the cherry on the top, right? Because it was all of these, like, you had the little sprinkles of the story of the finish line. Then you had the little banana of the, of the fight outside the house. Then you had the ice cream, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, just of, of all, the, just all the smoke around it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he decides to go on his own Instagram. And uh, that's the thing. It's not like somebody caught him. It's like somebody was like, ooh, you know what I see? I see John Morant holding a gun up. Let me let me uh, snap a pick mm-hmm. and, and call TMZ. Yeah. Nah, I didn't have to. Right? Yeah. All you needed was John Morant's Instagram live notifications on. You'd be good to go. He took a selfie. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I can't wait to hear your perspective on this because, you know, we've been kind of going back and forth on this Jaw Zion thing, not to go on that direction. You know, Zion hasn't been available, and I said I would have picked him in the first overall pick, so you've been kind of taking your victory laps on that or whatever, and that's fine. And I'm not I'm not here to do that. So my full, my full disclosure, why I take victory laps on <laughs> Zion Williamson is because I said the boy should be playing football. He don't got a body built for basketball, and it seems as if I've been proven correct. And when you have the number one overall pick in the draft, which my hometown team, the New Orleans Pelicans, did, you should try to pick somebody whose body looked like it's built to play basketball. That, that's my, that was my take and remains my take. Thanks for the disclaimer there. Okay, and then now we, we come full circle here, right? And saw a report from the great Mark Stein that it's an automatic 50-game suspension if you have a firearm on the team plane. And they're investigating right now. And if that were to be the case, that means he would be out for the remainder of this season, including the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not good. It would uh, be. <laughs> yeah, that would be, it would yeah. be, that would be not great. It would actually bleed into a little bit of next season, too. So, you know, obviously, when we were having these discussions, you didn't think that job was... <laughs> well, and maybe in some gang-related activities or whatever is going on there and having short flashing guns, but here we are in 2023. I'll say this. Uh, about his junior year, I mean, his rookie year, I should say, not his junior year, after his sophomore year of college, his rookie year in the NBA, I was like, that's some interesting oh, – those are interesting celebrations. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I'm not in a gang. I, I know some gang members are new at some point. I should I probably, you know, that was back in Detroit. I don't know anybody out here that's currently in a gang banging. But uh, you could tell. I'll put it like this. When uh, somebody tweeted me an Instagram live video when I was talking about this on my radio show on Fox Sports Radio, 7 to 10 Eastern, uh, Channel 83 on Sirius and iHeartRadio. Nice shameless plug there. There's no, oh, tons of shame. But uh, somebody tweeted me this video, and it's like a, it was like a minute and a half long mashup of John ja Morant, uh, I don't know, hanging out, right? That's mm-hmm. the best way to put it, with all a bunch of people who seem to be under the influence. Are you talking about like the, the pool party or whatever? It was like having, a pool party, yeah. but it was like, it seemed like it was a few different like a videos. Ma- oh, it was like a mashup. Up. Whether it was somebody's story okay. that was cut up, but it would seem like it would jump every 15 or so yeah. seconds. Yeah, he has right? like a big bottle in his hand. Just, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why I say he appeared to be under the influence because he appeared to have a bottle of Don Julio 1942 in his hand <laughs> and put it up to his head every so often. So guess he switched it up with water. You know, I don't know. I've, I've been known to, uh, you know, recycle, you know, so potentially, but doubt it. Anyway, in all these videos, it had this thing pinned. It said M, B, and O. And it was like, like it'd be like M, B, and O, L, F, G. I know what L, F, G stands for. Let's F and go, right? Mm-hmm. Or it'd be like L, I mean, M, B, and O, for life. I know what for life means. That's easy enough. Mm-hmm. So I Google it. Up pops the NBA inked page, and it says... MBNO tattooed across his chest. Similarly, if you can imagine, in the Thug Life Tupac way, right? It's about the same real estate per body, right? MBNO, and it stands for my brothers, none other. And what I said at the time, I'll say it again. I don't know if you're in a gang or not, but what I do know is that's the type of tattoo the judge is going to ask you about in case you ever have to go see him. It's not good. You're going to have to answer to that, right? Just ask uh, Young Thug. Yeah. I really wonder. I wonder when did he get the tattoo? Did he get it in college? Did he get it when he first got drafted? 
it, are these guys or members or whatever they are, are they located in Memphis? I, I'm really curious to see the timeline of the tattoo. So according, again, to, well, this is official NBA buzz, John Morant added a ton of new tattoos this quarantine. So mm. it was looking like a 2020 addition to the body. Mm. But uh, that was my big thing. Because you can be legal, you can legally carry in Colorado, you can legally carry in Tennessee. Now, there's obviously laws that go along with legal carry, like you're not supposed to legal carry under intoxication, like while being drunk, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Some some places, like different entities, can say you're not allowed to have firearm in here, you're not allowed to have firearm in there. Uh, from what I know of the place that he's been, I've never been. I've never been to Shotgun Willie's. I had some friends in Denver. And there's like, you know, Shotgun Willie's is the type of place that we would have gone in undergrad, which means Shotgun Willie's is a place that it is no, (laughs) there's no reason at all why you need to be a multimillionaire NBA player to go and get five cent tequila shots. You know, that's just not, you know, but, you know, I don't know. I've never been a 24 year old multimillionaire, but if I was one, I, uh, I would have somebody else hold my guns. And when I first saw it, the video, I mean, it was real dark in the background, obviously, but it didn't appear that it was like a normal strip club to me. I like he was like in somebody's basement, like like in the hood somewhere, like, he was in a like, like a house part. Yeah, it had to be because there wasn't no bright lights or I didn't even hear like I mean, where there was a music playing. But, you know, it just didn't have that feel of a normal club environment. So, yeah. Yeah, he was. He, I, I assume he was in a private room somewhere. Yeah. My first thing, sense. my big thing was, you know, no shirt. Weirdo behavior. Double weirdo behavior. I've seen a ton of videos with people holding guns. I've seen a ton of guns in person. I've never seen somebody hold a gun to their own head. <laughs> Odd. <laughs> and that's honest. Seriously. I've never seen somebody hold a gun to their own head and be like, this is cool. It's always been like, you know, this isn't great. Things are going bad. I actually have seen that before. A lot of people do pose like putting a gun to their head like to look cool. Like that, that's the thing I have seen before. That's a must be a Kansas City thing. I don't know. Well, you, John Moran's not from Kansas City. Yeah, but you, you know, you Midwest, <laughs> you, you country. I don't know. I don't know. I don't well, know he, what that's about. No, he's, he's from what? South Carolina? Close yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that was my big concern, though. Honestly, outside of the fact that I thought, you know, you can't be practicing good gun safety, right? <laughs> just in general. Like, every one of these stories seems to have a gun involved. And it just takes one accidental discharge to you know shoot yourself literally in the foot or in the leg like we make we joke about cheddar bob doing what plasco burris actually did you know what i'm saying he turned out all right he's on fox sports radio now yeah you know but it's just it's not uh it's not great especially because now you're getting into where is the gun how did the gun get transported because you were in colorado if you were in tennessee you have a better you have more of a in, uh, a case, but it's going to be hard. I'll put it like this. One of them MBNOs mm-hmm. better be talking about how they were the ones that transported this gun to Colorado. They were the one that brought this gun into the club and Ja took it from them for that 30 second period and then gave it right back. Because if not... But here's the thing though. Like what are you doing? Are, where, do they fly with him on the, pl- the team playing to Colorado? I highly doubt these guys are you're shipping a gun from Tennessee to Colorado. No, but they probably, I mean, they're, they're not on the team plane, but they're probably flying private. Okay. You know, so yeah. like I imagine, okay. I would imagine that would be okay. the case. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're flying private, it's different rule. You're going through different security, but that's why they go to Teterboro and not, and not LaGuardia. Okay. That would be, I guess that would be the best case scenario for your job, Morant. That's, that's, that, was, that to me yeah. is best case scenario. Yeah. But that was the thing that I didn't understand. And Jalen Rose alluded to it on NBA Countdown. Like, I'm not a professional basketball player, never have been. Mm-hmm. But I did very much understand this concept because, I don't know, my dad was this way. But when you make the money in the house, you're the one in charge. Yeah. And I feel it very much in my home now yeah. <laughs> as the sole rent payer in this, <laughs> in this MF. <laughs> I'm in charge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... That's kind of what, you know, people were talking about where's John Moran's dad in this scenario? Where's his dad supposed to be? First of all, his dad be lit at every game. You can do what you want. 
I don't care. But I'm not necessarily thinking that this is supposed to be the bashing of parenting. Just based off the way he seems to be much more interested in being a celebrity than being a dad. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you notice too, he'd be talking mess about his kid. He'd be like, job played terribly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody want to come at LeVar Ball. You know, he never did disparage his kids. Yeah, he always uplifted them. He always, always talking, even, even if it was very yeah, delusional. That would be my, my kid is better than LeBron and yeah. Steph Curry combined. Yeah. Like, well, nobody gave him, you know. Okay, but it's not that he's saying he went out there and was trash. Yeah. Because Steph ate him up, you know. But anyway, that was my thing. I'm wondering if the gun got on the plane or anything like that. I would hope that one of his MBNOs uh, would sit there and claim that weapon because. You can't go down like that. And I also will hope that he learns his lesson here because the lesson to me to learn is, it's like, bro, first of all, you could look at it like you can't do this on the internet. You also could look at it like... You shouldn't do it at all. Where are the rest <laughs> of my teammates around me? Because it's, like, it's not like it was Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. in the back throwing up crip signs. Yeah. Right? Where is the rest of the, where is the, rest of the people who are successful in this, in this industry? That I've been in, that I'm in right now, that I am a all-star starter in my fourth year. That's right? a great point because you know none saying? of these videos, you, you know, like, you've never seen none of his teammates in none of these videos that you that you like the mashup you said earlier, the different parts of him like partying and stuff. You didn't see none of his teammates in none of those videos. And so, like, except I, like on the plane, I saw like one video he was like drinking Casamigos or something. On, but that was like on the team plane. I don't give a damn. You drinking Casamigos? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. LeBron got his own tequila. Well, yeah. You yeah. smoking cigars all the time? Walked in the Staples Center two years ago with a glass of red wine. Yeah, shout out to Lobos. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't get. But it's just like, are you? How are you setting yourself up to be successful, bro? Because if you look at all the other people in this field who have been successful, that's like. They're not wielding guns, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't hold guns. Like, I'll have a gun because I'm worried something's going to break in my house. If yeah. I'm John Morant, you know what I'm worried about? Nothing. Because I got full-time security in the gate in front of my joint. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he gets it together, man. I really do. I, I really can't wait to see what this investigation leads to because on a basketball perspective, I mean, Memphis will obviously be cooked if, he, if he's done for the year. Well, they, they've really been cooked since... Uh, yeah. Really, since uh, Dylan Brooks called Shannon Sharp a pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, Brandon Clark's out for the year. Steven Adams, I don't know when he's going to play again. It's a mess. It's a mess in Memphis, man. It is. It is. And they are there. Uh, they just saw they're now tied for third in the West with Sacramento. I think Sacramento has the tiebreaker. Yeah, the Kings are technically the second seed in the West right now. <laughs> but I know that everybody, everybody below Memphis is looking like, how far will you fall? Because as jumbled as the West is, I think Memphis had a three-and-a-half game lead. Like, is could they be a play-in? Could they fall so far? I don't think there's there's not enough games left. So right now, they're like you said, they're, they're third right now technically. And, yeah. But they're, four, they're five games back out of the seventh spot. This, yeah, it's only like 18 games left. I don't think that's going to happen. It had to be. A, I, I, yeah, it would be a complete meltdown. Well, you know, I, I'll say this. It's not quite Chernobyl in Memphis, but uh, it's looking like the reactors are getting hotter and hotter and hotter as as reports come out today that John Morant won't be around for, a, uh, you know, the two games is going to be much longer than two Yeah, games. they said there's no timetable on his return. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Somebody's going to walk through. Uh, seriously, though. Let's say, and if there's 18 games left, they finish, they finish, they win five. So thir five and 13. Like, they could be in a, they could be in a world of hurt. They might not get home, home court advantage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if they, yeah, they finish like almost, that, then yeah, they definitely would not. <laughs> I think it's almost, I would be, I might be over my skis, but I bet Phoenix makes up those two and a half games. I bet Memphis right now is going to be starting on the road in the playoffs. Well, if that ha they'll still they'll still be four though. If just Phoenix jumps them, they'll they'll be four unless you think Dallas or Golden State is going to jump them and drop them to five, because then they won't have home court in the first round. Speaking of Golden State, I would love to say I think Golden State would jump them, but Golden State can't win a road game and Draymond Green just walking off the court in the middle of the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted last night. I can't. It's so hard for me to fathom a team that has this much championship pedigree. 
this much experience, how are they so bad on the road? Do you know their road record? They're seven I know and they, twenty. I, I, I don't know how many they lost. I know they've only won seven games. On seven and twenty-five. Seven and twenty-five. That's only better than. I'm about to say, go go look up the Houston Rockets road record. That's only better than two teams in the NBA. Who's that? The Rockets and the Spurs. And they have what six? And they're both six and twenty-seven. Yeah, I was about to say that's the type <laughs> of numbers that are normally reserved for the pre-Anthony Edwards uh, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. You know. Or what is, how many road wins do the Pistons have? Seven. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Cade Cunningham out for the year. Bojan Bajanovic shut down. Seven road wins. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Remember he walked in and said, welcome to the Warriors Invitational? Yeah. Game one of 82? Yeah. I don't know, Mark. You punch me in the face at work and nobody does anything about it, I'm not going to like coming to work that much anymore. You think that still has a lingering effect on this team? Absolutely. Without a doubt. The idea that it was all overblown. Steve Kerr talking about, this is the biggest thing that I've ever witnessed in my coaching career. But don't worry, Draymond. Come get your ring, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll push you back a little while further. The good thing is football season. Nobody's watching the sport anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> But, like, seriously, I said I had it. I was like, man, they should trade Draymond by the trade deadline. I'd be surprised if he's on the Warriors. He's got diminishing returns as a player at this point in the game. Andrew Wiggins is a better option. And they like what Draymond provides, Wiggins does it, and he can decently shoot a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't think he's the knockdown guy, but if you have Steph, Clay, and Jordan Poole around him, right, and he's catching and shooting or, or running or rim running, then boom, congratulations, unlocked. Right now he's been he's been missed like I don't know like fifteen games at this yeah, point now yeah for uh, some very personal reasons because nobody's talked about them at all yeah you, know, you, you can't find <laughs> any Andrew Wiggins updates at all <laughs> very personal but personally that's what I would have I would have moved on from Draymond Green and I feel like he just proves it in a general basis as he you see him walking off the court and it, in a game that they need the Warriors need to win yeah they. And, like, do look at Oklahoma City, and it, you could be playing them in a play-in tournament in a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, our, the Lakers are the Clippers, <laughs> right? And that, that could be a scary proposition for the Warriors there, especially if they don't have home court advantage. Um, yeah, it, it's really odd. I'm not going to really point it to the Draymond-Jordan Poole thing because I, on the play, on, I mean, on the court, at least visually, it's not showing. Like, Jordan Poole is still having a, a great season. Visually, I saw Jordan Poole and I passed the ball to Draymond Green at the foul line. Draymond Green walked off the court yesterday. So you think that that incident that happened, what, five months ago is, is why he didn't pass the ball in that situation? Or maybe Draymond Green's just not a good offensive player? Oh, he ain't never been a good offensive player, so I, <laughs> why would that change? I mean... I don't know. I don't know the analytics on how many times Jordan Poole passes the ball to Draymond Green before the incident. I, I know that. I don't know no <laughs> analytics, but I know Martin Lytics. I know that. Uh, Martin Lytics. We got to. Well, I know Martin Lytics uh, had that. Clay Thompson uh, <laughs> screaming and crying when Jordan Poole wasn't passing the ball last playoffs. That is true. I'm just saying, people don't like when Jordan Poole don't pass the ball. And you know who's the most recent guy to get paid in Golden State? The Michigan man himself. Jordan Poole. You got it. <laughs> Yeah, so the Warriors right now, they're tied for the fifth seed, but they're technically the sixth seed because the Mavericks own the tiebreaker. I'm still not willing to write them off. I'm not sure where you stand on them as far as moving forward I wrote goes. them off at the start of the year. I want to write them back in. I would love to write them back in. Yeah. Like, I would love to, but I wrote See, them here, off at the start of the year. Okay, but here's the thing. The West is so... There's not one team in the West that you can hang your hat on and say... With confidence, they're coming out the West. Unless, unless, you, unless you're, you're going to prove me wrong here, but I, I don't, I don't see a team. The Denver, right. the Denver Nuggets. I know you're not sold on them, so I know no, that's what I'm saying. So, I would, I would love <laughs> to pick the Warriors. Yeah, but the, then when I watch the games, especially on the road, this team is disconnected. Do you know what I'm saying? I would love. I would think about it. The Warriors are lined right now. The six seed lined up to play. The Memphis, who's line, who's limping in, that would be a great. All right, for so then the you're, Warriors, you're, you're then you get either Jokic, who you know from all the past that he got no business on the same court as Golden State, or Phoenix. That'd be tough 
You know what I'm saying? That'd be an interesting second-round matchup. But I would love to pick the Warriors to go to the finals right now. But I can't do it. Think like think about it. You're right. There is no team. There's no team in the West right now that you would sit there the and Kings say like are the, the Kings are the second but, seed. That's how you need to know. But we say that like Boston won the title last year. They didn't. They lost. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody, like Milwaukee lost last year. When you talk about there's no team in the in the in the West, the one that just won it, the one that has four in the last what seven eight years, is right there. What? Primarily the same cast of characters. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know if we want to jump to this right now, but this kind of leads me into my, my point from last week. The Los Angeles Lakers. Don't do it. Don't count them out. Last week, you were saying, I feel so confident. They're not going to make the play in. Well, guess where they're at right now? They're the ninth seed right now. AD is looking like a top five player in the world. Don't do this. And they still don't have D'Lo. He's coming back on Friday. That's the target date. And LeBron is going to come back. As long as they're in the hunt or they're in the plan in two weeks, he's going to come back. I'm telling you, it is setting up perfectly. I would put a futures bet right now and the Lakers come out the West at the value right now. I'm not sure what the number is actually. Well, look it up. But, it's uh, I'm sure the, the number is very favorable at this point. And like we just said, you would love to say the Warriors. You would love it. The Lakers out of the West, this guy says. The Lakers That's, out of the West. Why not? You know what? You and Damashek need to do a show together. Why Y'all not? Y'all could just say ridiculous things back and forth to one another. But you just told me you don't have faith in nobody in the West right now. So why is that so ridiculous? The Lakers are at full strength. They're winning games without two of their three best players right now. Is if it, they come back, why, why not? Why not the Lakers? Because at this point, the Lakers by definition, are going to have to win a single elimination game to qualify for the tournament. And you don't think they will? No. I don't think... Do I think that Anthony Davis is going to continue the five, six-game stretch he's had of 30 points, 15-plus rebounds? But he's not going to have to if LeBron and D'Lo are back. LeBron ain't coming back. You don't think LeBron's going to come back? You ain't seen this man tweeting over the last couple days. He's done. He's talking about LeBron. He's better than league pass. He's talking about he's waking up having dreams. Listen, I just woke up from having a dream that MJ and I were shooting the blank back and forth at the men's national championship game between hey, North Carolina and Duke. That's a great dream, Great man. vibes, epic classic game. It was a tie game, 94-94 with five seconds left. First of all, high-scoring college basketball game, LeBron. I love the dream, with five man. seconds left, North Carolina with the ball. My would wake up to use the bathroom right before seeing the end of the game. Happens all the time. Such a bummer. Never get to the end. Anyway, felt happens, real man. as hell. LOL. Good morning, everybody. This is at 8, 11 a.m. on March 5th. Just lying through his teeth. He, he's lying? He, why would this, he lie about that? This is the biggest, what does he get from lying about that? This is the biggest that? lie that LeBron has had since he, had the, since oh he, since he said he read Malcolm X in the bubble. You guys think LeBron lies all the time. Why, he, would, he, why would he wake up and say, I'm just going to make this tweet a lie about this? <laughs> Come on, man. Because he's bored. Because he's, <laughs> he's not locked in on this season anymore at all. He's like, what AD is doing is cute. That's fine. He's going to roll an ankle and he'll be out of here in just a few weeks. It'll all be well. So I have the Caesar Sportsbook odds up right now. What are the, what for are the, the Lakers, Lakers coming out the West? Okay. It's at plus 1,400. What's around them? Who else is? They have the seventh best odds to come out the West. They're right below the Mavericks at plus 1,000, and they're right ahead of the Kings, which is a big gap. They're at plus 3,300. Tell you what, man, that's one thing. And the Kings are a two seed, and they're at plus thirty three hundred. That's one thing about these sports books, man. They will take a sucker's money any day of the week. How the Lakers got the seventh best odds to come out the West, and they're not even in the dance. They're in the plan. They're not even in the dance yet. That's ridiculous. Hey, man, put your ticket in right now, plus fourteen hundred. I'm trying to help you out. I like to see my friends win money. You know, that's a good uh, value bet. You know what ticket I would be super concerned of having right now? Any Mavericks future whatsoever. They're at plus 1,000 to come out the West. I hear what they, I see. (laughs) I heard you say it just a second ago, but you know what I see? I see Kyrie and Luka scoring like crazy. And they're not winning. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what we expected, right? They're not, this is like... There's no defense whatsoever. And Kyrie last night goes, oh, it's all starting to come together. I think our championship window is right there. 
Like, they don't play any defense at all. Like, when you watch Phoenix and Dallas on Sunday. Yeah. Phoenix is just more equipped as a basketball team because they got some guys over 6'6 that can hoop. Yeah. Um, Outside so, of Christian Wood. Yeah. And they don't even play him as much as they should. They, they for some reason, they love to play uh, Powell <laughs> for some reason. Jason Kidd has a man crush on him. I don't understand. He doesn't really bring much. He doesn't protect the rim at all, and he doesn't rebound. Um, but this is kind of what I expected. I thought they would probably win a little bit more than they have so far. But we know when Kyrie Irving got there in Dallas, you know, before that, we were always talking about Luka needs another ball handler. Somebody to take the pressure off of him. Luka wears down in the fourth quarter late in the season because he has to do so much as far as creating for himself and creating for others. So you bring in Kyrie Irving to relieve some of that stress. And that has happened. You know, you see Luka a lot more fresh late in games, but does it really matter when you can't get a stop late in games? And they're so bad defensively to where they're going to be in a lot of games or a lot of games are going to be close because they can't stop anybody. So they're going to have a lot of these games come down to the last four or five minutes of the game. and You can't get a stop and then you're relying on ISO ball. They're not getting easy buckets either. That's the thing. Because Kyrie and Lucas shoot a lot of jump shots. They're not, it's not like they're attacking the rim at will. They, they can at times, but that's not their forte. That's not their go-to. So you're, you're, you're a jump shooting team and you can't stop anybody in the perimeter or from attacking the rim. That's not a good recipe for success, especially when it comes down to playoff basketball. Duh, not only that, their team's better at doing what they do. Phoenix right now is also a jump shooting team, but is a better jump shooting team like across the board than yeah. Dallas is. Yeah. And, and, you know, if we give Russell Westbrook a lot of criticism, and I feel like most of it is rightfully deserved. But Kyrie skates a lot. And I think that if you look at Russ, where he goes, they generally struggle. And when he leaves, they get better. The Nets didn't necessarily get better after they left because it doesn't help that you also lost Kevin Durant. But I think the Nets are just fine. With Cam Thomas being their primary ball handler and making things happen. Mikael Bridges. And Mikael really Bridges He's is been going balling nuts. for them. You know what I'm saying? So you got mm. I think they're just fine with that with that scenario. I think Boston is just fine. Uh deciding uh, we'll go ahead and keep these young kids who don't know how to win. Mm -hmm. Moving on from Kyrie. <laughs> like I get Kyrie is mesmerizing with his ball handling skills and shoots the lights out and like last even like last night when he's like saves the ball from out of bounds and just turns around. Was that last night? He saves the ball from out of bounds, he just turns around and hits a three. Yeah, it was last night. Yeah, that was I last, cut the yeah. tape this morning. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's just like this dude is this dude is incredible. But it doesn't translate. It's the aesthetic of him. This just doesn't translate. Yeah, it like it looks good. It's so pretty when he does it, right? It, it, he wows you. It makes you forget about, oh, he just had a couple of turnovers or like three bricks in a row because he just did this crazy <laughs> crossover and spin move and reverse layup. It's, it's like, like, oh, my God. To me, it's like Kyler Murray. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the boomer. Yeah. The, like, well, it's like Kyler yeah. Murray. Like, like he has that splash play. And you'll just, see him run yeah. around in the backfield for 27 seconds because nobody can cut catch him. Remember that play against the Raiders? That's what I'm, exactly what I'm yeah. about. You know what I'm saying? He'll do some things that nobody else can do, but at the end of the season – you know, they've got eight wins. Where's the substance? <laughs> they've yeah. got eight wins. So, yeah. you know, what can you do with that? But that's kind of where I think about, uh, like, in terms of the West, as much as I poo-poo the Lakers, I feel you when it's wide open. And I'm really trying to convince myself at this point, why won't Sacramento go to the Western Conference Finals? Like that, that, that. Well, that's the reason why we're saying it's wide open, right? And you know, it's funny. I'm glad you said that because nobody's ever like asked that question or took that angle. We all assume that oh, they're one and done. Why the Kings are one and done? Why won't Sacramento get to the, like if somebody like I don't uh, understand? Like I get it. They don't have a big, strong like wing player. Like generally, generally when you see these wings, 
Like, that's who gets you wins in the playoffs. Like, right, you know what I'm saying? LeBron, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, that, that's, those are generally guys that change the trajectory. Whereas you're talking about De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis as the two best players. Come on, Harrison Barnes on the wing, man. Ex exactly. So you're talking about De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. Says, no, <laughs> Harrison, but that's kind of what I was thinking, though. I was like, Harrison Barnes is serviceable. Like, right, he's not, we don't love him there. Yeah. Like, we could probably do better. In fact, this was one piece away. The piece may be him. But the floor is still so, the floor is still high or higher for a Harrison Barnes than, than, uh, than some of these other players that, like, the, the Suns don't win on Sunday without Ish Rainwhite hitting a few threes. And that dude played football three years ago. Shout out to Ish. He's from Kansas City, by the way, too. Ah, he's just a kid from Kansas City. Yes, sir. But you, but you get the point. Yeah, 100%. And I think also, too, the Kings are just new. You look at all the teams in the playoffs right now. We've seen them in the playoffs in recent years. The Kings are just new. You know, we feel like they don't have the experience. You know, we, we always had that thing where you got to lose before you can win, right? So I think right. we're kind of – that's kind of clouding our judgment on the Kings. But in the same breath, like you just said – we agree that the West is wide open. There's not one clear-cut favor that we can say for sure. I feel confident they're coming out this conference. So why can't they win a round? We'll see. It all depends on matchups, though. It all depends on who they match up with. Like, as of right now, I know the plan makes it kind of weird, but the seventh seed is Minnesota. I'll take the Kings over Minnesota. I take a, Yeah. I'll take the Kings over Minnesota. Like, I, that's your thing. In this scoring league, all right, so we're talking about the Kings who actually have a big presence. It's a bonus. And they shoot a ton of a ton of free throws, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at Dallas who don't shoot no free throws. Phoenix, who's not going to shoot any free throws because Kevin Durant and Devin Booker don't get fouled like that. They're jump shooters as mm. well. Yeah. I look at Memphis. We did the whole first 30 minutes of this podcast on their postmortem. I look at Denver, maybe, if that's, if that's the flavor of ice cream that you like. Right, you want Golden State, but they can't win on the road. By definition, they're gonna have to win four road games in each postseason uh, round because they're on the. They don't have home court advantage anymore. I don't know if anybody let them know that, but that's where they're at. The Clippers, they just signed Russell Westbrook. Good luck. The Lakers, Anthony Davis is gonna get hurt in ten minutes, and LeBron's out for should be out for the rest of the year, right? If not, and Zion don't play basketball. Like, why not? It sounds like you're about to put in the Kings feature. I just don't. I, I just I want somebody to Plus tell me. Plus 3,300, man. I just want somebody to tell me why. Like, if somebody could legitimately tell me why. That the top two seeds in the West have zero shot. Like I said, I think the main thing with the Kings would be lack of experience. That would be the main thing. That would be the consensus that you'll get if you ask that question. No experience in the playoffs. It just makes you wonder. I've been watching this team. I like them. They're fun. They're fun. Watch. Fun. They're fast. The, the, the one thing I do see is I see a lot of Kevin Herter. Yeah, it's a lot of Kevin Herter. Yeah, they run a lot of actions for him. And I just remember the Kevin Herter in the Eastern Conference playoffs <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when Trey they, Young when and, they played and Philly. Lloyd Pierce. <laughs> Rest in peace to Lloyd Pierce's uh, Atlanta coaching career. But when Trey Young and Lloyd, they just went on that run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, uh, and it just. Kevin Herter was not a big-time player in that stretch. He did make a couple big shots in that Phillies series, though. I will give him that. He made a couple big shots in key moments. But overall, yeah. I you know, it's it's yeah. like, if we're talking about, all right, who's guarding Kevin Durant? The answer is nobody. <laughs> right. But before we move on from the Kings, though, we have to shout out another guy that I thought has been really good for them off the bench. How about Malik Monk? Have you been watching him play basketball? You know who could use him? The Lakers. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he's been balling. I mean, we had 40 off the bench in an overtime game. Yeah. But that's that's part of the thing. It's like, you got, I'll tell you what, you you would be hard-pressed to just sign Kentucky guards. You'll be fine. <laughs> you sign Kentucky guards. Fox, Mom, You'll be good. Booker. You'll be good. Jamal Murray, Jamal quickly. Murray. Like, Damn, quickly. <laughs> yeah. You'll be good. Tyler Hero. Damn, uh, yeah, wow. That's a, a thing. It's a thing. Sign Kentucky guards. You'll be all right. You know, just sign Kentucky guards and you'll be yeah. good. Started, started with Ray John Rondo. Even never Eric, Eric Bledsoe had a pretty good Eric run, Bledsoe. too. Eric Bledsoe. There you go. Speaking of Emmanuel, quickly, though. Bing, MF, and Ball. How about it? Nine and one in the last ten. Lost last night, but the New York Knicks. Are they a real threat in the East? Because here's the thing. 
We talk like the way that we talk about the West. Nobody's got a shot to win. The East is like, well, Milwaukee and Boston, and then some people will say Milwaukee, Boston, and, and then Philly. But nobody has any faith in the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have a seventy-one point score this year in Donovan Mitchell, and New York Knicks, who had the best point guard in New York all year. Yeah, I mean, I like what the Knicks are doing. I think it's a good story. Uh, Jalen Brunson definitely brings a. See, some, he says he thinks it's a good story. So he thinks they'll lose in the first <laughs> he round. He brings some stability <laughs> to, to the to the franchise. It's cute. But, uh, it's a it's a cute little thing they got going on are, there. Are, are, are you waiting for that? That B word, the the butt. Go for it. But, but what? Uh, first round, I'm taking the Cavs right now. Uh, that's the four or five matchup, and I don't see that changing because the Knicks are a game over the Nets. I don't see the Nets uh, passing them. And then the Cavs are three games behind the Sixers. So I think you're pretty much set in stone. That's going to be a four or five but, first round what matchup. What I find to be fascinating, though, is nobody is saying that either one of these teams has a shot to make a run. I think that's false. Well, I think it's because it's going who you're going to play in the second round, though. Because in that four or five, you got to play Milwaukee in the second round. Or if, yeah. and then if you're, or you're going to play Philly if you're, if you're six which I think the Knicks won't fall to, but you got to play one of those top two teams in the second round. I think Philly is. So what is a run? Going to the second round and losing? I think Philly is. As much as I like Joel Embiid, I think that team is. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't trust them. I mean, Doc Rivers is the head coach, so I don't blame you. But it's like I, maybe it's because I've, I've, I've picked them not the East last couple of years. I, I don't see how they got much better since moving on. From, I mean, moving on from Ben Simmons – by itself was a net positive, but I don't know how you got much better. Like since he was on the bench, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not him on the court. Obviously, wasn't going to be an option. Right, right, right. Him on the bench is a distraction. But I don't know how much better they have gotten since moving on from that. Now you got Harden, who's not the same guy. He's playing better as of late. He's actually playing pretty good. You no, know saying, but he's but he ain't. I mean, there was a period in time when James Harden was leading this league in scoring. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. I'm just saying he's not the same guy he used to be. Um, and they don't have a big wing presence because Harden defensively, I feel like, has taken a step back because that was one of the things that was when he was at the height of his powers uh, in Houston, one of the things that was a benefit to him is he could go down and guard bigger players. Yeah, he's a good post defender. He was a good post defender. He would go down there and guard bigger players, yeah. and it would allow Houston to go lighter, right, or to go smaller. Right, right, right. right. Now, okay, cool. Let's, we can't, but I don't know if we can do that same thing in Philly in the same way and just have Embiid be that big dude out there. You know what I'm saying? And then have somebody, like, if Philly wants to go up against, a, like, a, like a Cleveland, for example, that's going to have Jared Allen and Mobley, in the past, mm-hmm. you would have put Harden on on uh, on Allen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Now I don't think you can do that. Well, so I, I think that's part of the reason why I went out and got PJ Tucker. Now I'm not sure how you feel about PJ Tucker in this stage of his career, but I, I think uh, in the playoffs, I think, I think he's still a, a at this viable... stage in the career. PJ Tucker would be better served as a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's still a viable defender at this point of his career. Now, will I feel comfortable with him on a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, comfortable is probably not the word I would use. But he's a he's a guy that you could put on and try to make it tough for him. He's physical. They they tend to let things play more in the, in the playoffs. So I do that do think that does serve some type of benefit to his style of of a defender being very physical and strong. I think I just got out on. It's like dog. But then you got Tobias Harris out there too, though. But and that's not that's. Not I've watched PJ Tucker get shot over. By so many different players, it's almost like he's undersized. It's, it's almost from a like, though, like when they talk about how Paul George is a great defender, and it may have been true at a period of time, but there is the the amount of of game winning shots that have been hit over Paul George <laughs> is is something that the internet will have the most fun with. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel the same way. Bye bye. Right, I kind of feel the same way when we talk about PJ Tucker as this great <laughs> defender. Like, wasn't he guarding KD on the shot where KD's toe was just a little too big? I believe so. Yeah, that was P.J. Tucker. That P.J. Tucker was guarding, quote-unquote, <laughs> K- 
Kevin Durant yeah. in this series that we say would have changed the trajectory of the Nets if Kevin Durant's toe was just this much <laughs> shorter because he would have beat them single-handedly. Yeah. So that's when we get to these, sometimes we get to these guys who talk about their defensive guys, and it's just, I don't, I don't know. Like, you want to tell me that Jalen Brown is sitting down, that's a different story because, you know, he's 25. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And then the elephant in the room is Tobias Harris. You're paying him max money, so you're, you're forced to have him out there. And time and time again, he comes up small in these big moments. And he's a guy that you would look to have to be that third or fourth guy. You still got Tyrese Maxey, though. But he's not the wing guy you're referring to. But I'm talking talking about as far as like just scoring punch off the bench. Tyrese Maxey is the guy that I think you can rely on to relieve James Harden of that duty and uh, also playmake as well. But but Tobias Harris. Get you a guard from Lexington, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah, another one, right? But also, too, here's another thing that I think um, people always question as far as the Sixers being led by Embiid. His motor, right? Like, yeah. like it, it seems to be a thing, especially in these playoff games, when things get tough, you know, he settles too much for jump shots, which can be infuriating when you're 7'2", 300 pounds, because we've seen him be dominant. We, we, we know he can be a very, very dominant force, but can he do it? Can he sustain it over a seven-game series? Not even being funny, he needs to watch some Jokic. Elaborate. And, and like, like... Jokic will run from the foul line to the foul line, and that's it. And he'll do it like five, six possessions in a row, mm-hmm. and will still be impactful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, defensively, good luck. But offensively, mm-hmm. he's still impactful, and it's not always him shooting the shot necessarily yeah. at that elbow. He's not going to shoot from the elbow. Yeah. But you, you'll sit there. He'll take that high post at the elbow, catch the ball, and just wait. Put and the, play basketball. Put the ball over your head. Yeah, just wait and just <laughs> wait till they come, double and then boom. Here, there you go, Bruce Brown, go dunk it. There you go, Aaron Gordon. There's a lob. Like Embiid could stand to do some of that, but you know. But the thing about, about that is that's not how their offense is ran because James Harden is the point guard there. When Jokic is kind of like the point center that's, for and, Denver, and like the philosophy and offense is, is it's part of the issue. Different. James ain't the guy he used to be. He don't need to have as the highest usage rate, or even the second highest usage rate. Honestly, yeah. At this point, I would rather have Maxi bringing the ball up more frequently because he's bringing the ball up with pace. Yeah, Harden's bringing the ball up like he got it like. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's some of that Embiid though Because they know Embiid's not going to run, run up and down the court they, Go get a four on five bucket Leave him over there you know They're, they're so Embiid centric They want to they set up their half court offense Martin. They want to give him the ball on the block And, and say go to work big man think We're going to wait for you to come down here This is the reason why I'm not sold on <laughs> This is the reason why It's like you know we're, we're not, How is it that How is it that Cavaliers got two players over seven feet tall, and Donovan Mitchell's the guy to score 71 first this year. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know how they, because they get the ball and go. If them big fellas ain't there, catch up, big fella. You know yeah, what I'm saying? C- yeah. Catch this rebound as I dunk it off this dude's head. <laughs> hey, I think that's a lot of envy, though. I think he wants those touches, and he wants them to slow the ball down for him. As versus in Cleveland, those guys aren't. The offensive machines nowhere near that Embiid is, so they're fine with you know running down the court, catch a couple lobs here and there. They're not running the offense though, those guys. But yeah, like you said, they probably do need a change of philosophy, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not. Well, what is going to happen is right now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll give our lemon pepper parlays. All right, Mark Gunnels, my lemon pepper parlay this week. I spent the last like 10 minutes talking about him. <laughs> Taking Evan Mobley. Okay. Doing a little same game.